Hello and welcome to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast produced by Tell Me Studios for Aleph Science. In this series of podcasts, we take a look at interesting topics and discuss what we think they tell us about analysis and decision making. I'm Fraser McGrewer and I'm here with Nick Hare and Peter Coghill of Aleph Insights. And this week we're discussing the fact that Nick recently forgot to renew his passport. So, Nick, why did you forget to renew your passport? Uh, I'd, I'd rephrase that a bit and say, why didn't I remember to, re- to renew my passport? Um, so it was I was packing to get ready to leave uh, for holiday um, and I, well, there were about two or three hours left to go and I got round to putting my passport in my bag and I thought, I'll just have a quick look at that and make sure it's all okay. And uh, then with horror discovered that it had expired about three weeks previously. Um, so the end result was uh, my partner and children went off to France without me. Um, I then had to go and get an emergency passport and uh, and a, a flight to the south of France where I met up with them. Um, but as you can imagine, there was quite a lot of um, of panic and horror involved uh, on my part when I when I discovered what had happened. Um, and uh, you know the frustrating thing is obviously nobody ever thinks they're going to forget to renew their passport and the same thing would have been true of me the, the last time I'd been abroad I think it was 2014 so it was about two years ago um, and I think I just assumed I would go abroad at some point um, between then and uh, when I went on holiday next which turned out to be just after my passport had expired um, so a tip for everyone out there if you're listening set a reminder now go and go and make sure that your passport isn't going to expire um, but it, d- it did make me wonder, you know, why didn't I f- remember something like that, which is very important? Um, what, why are some things easy to remember and some things are hard to remember? Yes. And that's the question I want to discuss. But before we do, have you actually taken your own tip there? Have you put a reminder in your calendar for 10 years from now? I certainly have. Have you? Yeah, I certainly have. Good. Because yeah. this is what I was going to suggest to you. So I'm pleased yeah. that you've done it. Um, well, do you remember, remember you were there a minute ago when I suggested it? No, Obviously no, 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 no. <laughs> I did it for myself. No, I, no, I, I was independently thinking. Okay, what could I do about this? And actually, my passport expires next year in yeah. November. In November, sort it out. yeah. Well, I the thing is, it's well, the, the, but the thing is, I know exactly when my passport is going to expire. It's in October or November next year. So, why is it that I know that and you don't know that about your own passport? And you've kind of talked about that a little bit, but um, because yeah, well, if someone had asked me, when does your passport expire? I might well have remembered, but no one did. <laughs> no one asked me. So I can help you with your system that you've built there, is I can put a monthly reminder to me to send you an email asking asking you whether you've renewed your passport, okay? I think yeah? this is getting unnecessarily complicated. Right. <laughs> anyway, um, so you said, so, and I said, yes, that is the question that I want to discuss. What was the question again? Why are some things easier to remember? You've forgotten. <laughs> Why are some things easier to remember than others? Is that right? Is that yeah, the question? Yeah. So, who wants to take that up? Do you want to go with that, Peter? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, I, I I'm not a uh, neurologist or a cognitive psychologist, but I, from what I understand, um, the way that human memory works, it's pretty um, noisy or incomplete, uh, and a lot of the what you. Uh, when you remember something you are re- essentially reperceiving it you're you're reusing the same circuitry that you first used to perceive something to re- to remember it so it's like you're experiencing it again um you're uh, uh, so it's not like computer memory which just just takes a copy of a number 
and then you can recall that exact same number. Um, it's, it's like the computer's having to recalculate that number every time it's remembering it. Um, but the, your memory is also very associative. So you're, you're, you, would, you, you tend to remember things as clusters or as processes. So you remember that um, kettles boil water and that's hot and hot hurts. So you, you don't remember initially that there's a, the, the pain of burning yourself and kettle. You remember this process of the, how you got burnt by hot water one time. Mm. Um, so the so th so that this 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 lends itself very well to the sort of physical world that we that we as a species developed in, um, uh, with with the with without the need for long term planning and with, when you're dealing with small groups of people for completing tasks. Um, so it's easy to remember. So you, you could, if something's really important to you, you can probably if if you if you Remind if you remind yourself to, to remind yourself tomorrow, like we've got to do this thing tomorrow, it's really important. You're probably going to remember that. Or next week, I need sometime next week, I need to do this thing, and you probably you'll probably dig that out of your memory because you see a sort of associative narrative between now and, and then. But if you if we were trying to plan a complex task with 10 or 20 people six months from now without without information aids like paper and pen and computers, it'd be really, really complicated. And it's hugely cognitively demanding because we're just not built for that kind of that, that kind of task. And so um, we're built for real physical things, um, remembering real physical things in short time frames that aren't too complicated. Uh, the fact that we're able to contemplate and understand and discuss abstract concepts is 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 a recent development. Um, and I think that, so. I think there's a, probably a correlation between the the ease of remembering stuff and how how abstract it is. So the more abstract it is, uh, the, the harder it will be to remember. And I think there's probably not much more abstract than um, than interstate bureaucracy and passports and things. And especially if it's further in the future, it becomes more abstract. Like um, passports of 10 years from now, oh, that's ages. I don't need to think about that yet. Yeah, and there's no physical process by which a passport expires. It doesn't make a bang. Uh, or something you know there's nothing that happens it doesn't that start is gonna smell or no feel, exactly yeah. whereas you know that that obviously does work for a lot of physical yeah. things maybe, you maybe know. they should do that maybe they should engineer in some yogurt or something into the cover so it starts going <laughs> really smelly as it gets too old yeah well you you took my thunder there because that's you stole my thunder because i was as i was i thought this is a good way to wrap this up is yeah. that it could change color it could go green to red yeah i will no, that, why no, couldn't like, they the, could they do that that sounds like a really good idea that would work wouldn't it i think mm your passport go they do that with all what's the thing you can get like batteries and all sorts of stuff where it will change color but i think something even more uh, visceral would work where it was you know if it was um if it started to smell that would mm. be really good although it would get quite embarrassing then when it's, your passport's nine years old and yeah. it's starting to get a bit you know yeah whiffy yeah, yeah. um anyway uh okay so that's why nick forgot his passport because he he, he only needs to think about it once every 10 years and he, our brains and Nick's included in that can't sort of really compute this stuff. Um, doesn't well, they don't need to. So, okay, have we? Is that it? We've answered the question. Well, it's not that we don't need to, because we obviously do. But we've developed. We mostly don't need to. We mostly don't need to, and we we evolved in a world we mostly didn't need to. So we haven't developed the machinery for dealing with this sort of thing. Um, had we de have we had we sort of evolved into a world which was highly um, highly predictable, and there were lots of predictable processes and things, maybe we'd have developed more. Uh, co silicon computer like interrupt system where we could set a reminder that would trigger something and tell us to do something at an exact same at an exact point in time but we we don't have that but we have developed uh, a 
uh, lots of i mean I, my guess would be uh, the earliest information systems were, were designed uh, to assist our memory um i wonder if things like cave paintings might might have might be a way of recording uh, stories and things yeah. that were important. Yeah, exactly. So yes, uh, exactly. So we, 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 as a species, took an interest in the heavens um, because it provided us with a ready-made calendar, come clock, for us to be able to predict when seasons were changing and things. Um, it was sort of a, a re that was a, like the part of the physical universe providing us with this regular clock that we can't, we don't have in our in our own heads. So, the, so the, the use of stellar calendars and things highly and crucial to planning. Um, state level planning or even just sort of village level planning for harvests uh, and, and preparation for winter and things like that i i, I mean I, I don't know about you guys but my life is full of memory aids every i mean if it's i don't i probably don't make much use of post-its anymore um mm. you know but i used to i used to have a computer that was covered in post-it notes reminding me things and you know i use my calendar for everything even even if i've got a you know if I'm, if I'm having a bath i'll stick it in my calendar so that i don't forget i have three monthly reminders to get a haircut and you might think well don't you just notice that your hair is long and i sort of do but not yeah. frequently enough to actually think oh i'll book a book a hair appointment you know but so i i think you know these these things um really are, are, are problems we probably don't really need to worry about anymore yeah, so I, I'm in a similar way. I have so the passport thing. I have a, a definite process that when I book a travel, I've, I've developed a sort of uh, procedure that I will always check my passport for this future travel. Um, I've also now uh, got a calendar reminder that tells me a few months ahead that to change that change uh, to check the passport. Now hold on though, isn't there kind of an opportunity lost there, or there's a there's a cost to you? which is that for nine years that you're constantly checking whether your passport is out of date or not every time you book some travel. I think you're going too far, Peter. Yeah, well, indeed, but this is, this is an extension to a, 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 a more a, a practiced way of life where the physical world, I, have, I, I re don't remember the fact, but I remember where I can find the fact. So the passport is in itself the memory aid of when it expires because it has that as a date in it. Likewise, you know, I, I don't... Um, plan a weekly shopping trip i i use the fridge to judge how much food i've got left in my house to then decide whether or not i need to go shopping so i, I use the the, the, the the world provides me with these memory aids so whereas you know some people would write a shopping list i i i use the what i previously bought to scan the barcodes and use that as what i what my shopping list would be. I, but whereas i i have a i have a packing checklist so on the same day that my passport expired, I was using my packing checklist, which is an Excel spreadsheet I wrote where you, you tell it how many days you're away, whether you need, whether you need hot clothing or, or cold clothing and whether or not you're going on a work trip. And it tells me what to pack. And that is a massive reduction of cognitive load. It's not even so much that I used to leave things behind, but it used to take me several weeks to pack because I'd be thinking, oh, I mustn't forget that um, that recharger. I'll put it in my bag now. Uh, you know, whereas now I can just whiz through the house in about an hour and get it all yeah. done. You know, I have, I have exactly the same thing for, for I often go away on mountain bike trips. And when you're mountain biking, there's a huge amount of sort of extra paraphernalia you need, which is often spread around the house in different places. And it's so useful having a packing framework of uh, what item by item, what you need to put in the bag for a given type of trip. OK, I'm starting to get a greater insight into you guys and why you do what you do. <laughs> I don't do any of these things. Um, but um, look, I mean, that what you described there is a list. 
Yeah? A list, yeah. Okay, but what you described is different. You said with your Excel spreadsheet that where it knows how many days you're away, whether it's a business trip and, and so on. Is, is that right? Yeah, it's still just a list. I mean, I don't want to glorify it. It's just a list that that, that no, adds but, different things on it, uh, depending on whether I need a jumper or not. You know, it's not... But it... But it no, but... You so, know, the okay. thing is that, that I... You know, the, you relying on association which is what um uh, what my partner does she she just seems to be able to know everything that needs to be packed likewise when she goes to the shop she she buys everything we need and i i you know it's like her associative memory system works she she just sort of thinks well if i'm packing shoes i should pack some socks as well or something i'm guessing That's you've yet to but figure I, out but i i just i just yeah i mean for me it's you know i'm perfectly capable of of going on holiday and discovering i've only got one pair of trousers you know <laughs> Uh, it's this is what, but I don't care because that's what technology is there for, right? Yeah. So, no, look, I must admit, in, there isn't a part of me which is always more like more like you two, a part of me, um, because I don't particularly make lists and so on. But I am good at packing, let's say. But I yeah, must you've have... developed a completely worthless skill. It's like being, it's like it's like taxi drivers doing the knowledge, or or you know people who can remember uh, the dates of all the kings and stuff. It's it's you know fine. It's really impressive, but it's totally unnecessary in this day and age. Except for the fact I've yet to forget to renew my passport. But um, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> hangs head in shame. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. touche. Yeah. Um, okay, so where are we? Where does this go? Um, we've said, you know, I think we understand some things are easier to remember for than others, and we know why. I think we all kind of get it. Um, and fortunately, in the age in which we live, there's all sorts of reminders we can use to sort of, I like the word, the, the phrase you use to sort of reduce our cognitive um, load. I think that's what you said, something like that. Um, I, think, I think it looks like the direction things are going in is more and more active um, reminders. So, so you know, things like this, uh, the thing that you stick on your fridge now, which does what Peter does with his brain, mm-hmm. but, you know, works out when you're running out of milk and orders more for you. Yeah, so uh, this is the internet of things, right? Yeah, right. So, I mean, um, you know, that's really about externalizing these things. And, and the rules that we normally have to apply to, to try and remember things will be less and less important. Okay, but let's flip this around then. Isn't this all rather depressing? Because it just means that ultimately these things are not that important, right? I mean, yes, it's nice to to know, um, to not have to worry about whether you've got to buy milk or not. And in theory, that frees up your mind to think about all sorts of wonderful creative things. But one of the criticisms of, of Silicon Valley and all the very creative app developers um, in the US is, it, this is this is not splitting the atom the, the, and there's a lot of time and energy being devoted into developing apps that are just this app is for making sure your coffee is op- the optimal temperature um, and these are sort of real sort of west I think, problems I think it's of the west un- isn't, it, it, isn't that where we are? Well I don't know I think it's a little unfair to, to, um, to roll all these innovations of all different types together yes perhaps the, the app that optimises when to drink your coffee is a bit banal but you know, just because we automate something doesn't mean it's necessarily unimportant. Uh, somebody might really like coffee to be the exact right temperature. But we automate loads of other things which are very important. Um, so as we automate more and more public services, you know, eventually we'll have automated bin collection. Bin collection is really important. We'll have automated appointments to the doctor when you're, yeah. you know, when you when your your blood pressure is is. Yeah. Uh, we'll have we'll have we we, we already have sort of um, semi-assisted augmented surgery. There was a, the, 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 last week there was a uh, an eye surgery that couldn't have been performed by human hand. It had a, a robot that was controlled by the human that that augmented his ability to finally control 
the instrument. So we're, all, we're sort of automating things, which are really, really important. Yeah, maybe we might, you can imagine a world where you know the the uh, it, it looks likely that there'll be a you know an armed conflict. So emergency um, you know emergency negotiations are automatically scheduled to try and head it off. <laughs> you know, it's not all about. I like it. Getting yeah, the no, temperature, yeah, coffee, yeah. right? Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> But we were returning to the mundane. As you know, I recently, uh, just last night, I returned from Holland. And I love it every time I go to Holland, which is not that often, where they've always got some really cool gadget. Um, and the first time I went there a few years ago, it was I ordered a coffee and whatever in a, in, a, in a cafe, and they handed me this disc with lights on it. And I had to say, well, what's this? And she said, well, you've got a red light there. When your coffee's ready, it'll start flashing. So it's a pager. In other words, I don't know. Was it? I mean, is that is that how is that the same type? Do, do you that... mean you you, do you did your coffee sit on it and measure the temperature, or was it just something where you got summoned to the? Desk? No, I think it's because there's so many people in the restaurant or cafe, right. yeah. and to sort of you know say, right, is my coffee ready? You well, know, yeah, I think it's fabulous new ele- gadget. Ele- you electronic queuing is... system, but, with, but it's a pager. But I think it's it's, just... it's. I mean, it's. Well, it's, they've it's, been around a while. Well, but hold on, it's a good thing. Why don't we have it here? Why have the Dutch got it? I've seen them in some restaurants here. I've never. I remember getting those things when I used to go and play. Uh, you know, poker or pool, you get a your thing would flash when a when a table was ready. So you're yeah. shooting down my sort of nice little anecdote about Sorry. Holland. Yeah. Okay, another one then, which is having been in Holland just now, is is automated taxi calling. So I was in this, I was having a drink in this bar, and I wanted sort of a taxi, and they and I said, where can I get a good taxi? Where can I walk to a rank? And they said, oh, just ask inside. I went, okay, that's fine. I walked inside and he just pressed a button on the wall and he said, oh, there'll be a taxi here so in four minutes. Like Uber, then. So they've invented minicabs. <laughs> Sounds amazing. Yeah, but, but uh, they haven't. If only we no, had that technology here. No, but but it was just a question of pressing some buttons. He didn't have to call yeah, anyone. Yeah. yeah, Uber's a bit like that as well, yeah. I think. <laughs> God, you're a tough Are crowd. you going to start talking about Waze again? <laughs> <laughs> It's really good. You should get it. <laughs> what, what is it you doing? Uh, what, what are you smoking in Amsterdam? <laughs> making really enthusiastic about fairly mundane things. Do they also have this, uh, you know, amazing device where you could you could lift up a, a kind of handle and talk to someone who was a long way away. Right. And another one where you could see pictures of things happening that weren't nearby. It's like, uh, like but, a painting, but yeah. it moved. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> but you know, the best thing about the trip, you're going to like this. The best thing about the whole thing is going to Holland was I, I, I didn't forget to renew my passport. Oh, for so. God's sake. Um, <laughs> so drawing on your painful recent experiences, Nick, what would be your message to uh, our audience? I think you've kind of already said it, but... No, I, I think as a general rule, uh, yeah. if you remember it now, put a reminder in to do it. You know, if you've remembered it now, don't assume you'll remember it in future, whatever it is. Yeah, don't, don't give future self, future you, any breaks. Because that Lo- guy's load- useless. <laughs> He's useless. He'll forget stuff. Load his calendar up. And get it, keep him busy. I like that. So there's some sage words of wisdom there from Aleph Insights. Um, okay, thank you very much, guys. Um, you've been listening to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast with Nick Hare and Peter Coghill of Aleph Insights. Uh, thank you very much for listening, and until next time, bye-bye. <laughs>